Springs. Nearly 500,000 people. Olympic City, USA. Garden of the Gods. Pikes Peak. It's a growing city. Our local government has a lot of employees. What exactly do they do? How does it impact my life? This is where you find out. Behind the Springs, an inside look at your local government. Hello, everyone. You may have heard or seen the news that we have a new bridge in town, in downtown Colorado Springs, in fact. And if you've heard about it, you might know why we're doing a podcast all about it. And if you haven't heard about it, you might think, why are you doing a podcast on a bridge? But you will soon find out either way some of the really exciting things about this project and about this bridge, what makes it so different. Um, It's not your ordinary project, not just physically different, but it is a sign of positive things happening in our city. And we have two guests today to explain a little bit more about that. I'm excited to have you both. Ryan Phipps is our senior engineer. Ryan, thanks for being here. Thank you. And Bob Cope is our economic development officer. Bob, thank you for being here also. Thank you, Jen. Great to be here. Yes. Yeah, so we're excited to talk about it. Um, people, I think a lot of folks have seen images of it. If you can't, you're welcome to go to our um, website if you haven't been able to see those images or our social media and watch um, some of the video and photos of this awesome bridge um, so you can picture it as we're talking. Um but Ryan, let me start with you and uh, to talk about this bridge and introduce this project. You're the city's project manager. Um, tell us what makes it so unique and kind of what the city's role is in this, because we're not the only uh, person in the game here. Yeah. So it is an extremely unique bridge. Uh, typically, we build a pedestrian bridge that maybe uh, conveys a trail or a vehicular bridge that conveys a road. This one is, is particularly unique in that we have additional stakeholders involved in this bridge, and it's more than just um, a standard trail bridge. It's actually a piece of artwork connected to this beautiful new museum. And so because of its connection to the museum and the way that it connects America the Beautiful Park into downtown, there's this heightened sense of importance in this particular bridge. And so um, because of that, we have additional folks that are really interested in making this um, an iconic structure for us. And we were able to elevate the design and create something really, really unique. Uh, So tell me a little bit about some of the fun facts of how big it is, you know, just so people can get an idea. Um, it was moved into place recently. And so to get an idea of what that undertaking was like. Sure. It's about 250 feet long. Okay. And then on the end, we have an overlook. So after, after you cross the bridge, you'll get another opportunity to go out and overlook the front range. So overall, it's like the length of a football field. So it's it's huge. It's right. got an enormous span. It's got to span the entire uh, railroad yard there. It's a little heavy. Yes. <laughs> It is heavy. Uh, yesterday, when we moved it into place, it was about 1.1 million pounds. Wow. And so um, it takes a little bit of effort to move something that large. It was too big to pick with a crane. So what we used was uh, self-propelled modular transporters, or SPMTs. I don't want to get the acronym button. Right. Um, <laughs> no, right? I do have uh, that each, here. Each of those... Um, Transport uh, machines is capable of lifting 250 tons on its own, and each one had 64 axles, or, or I mean, a, I'm sorry, a total of 64 axles for a total of 128 wheels. It actually supported the load as we drove it across the railroad tracks yesterday, and that helps distribute the load so that we don't damage the railroad tracks. Um, that was very important to the railroad. They allowed us to shut the tracks down for eight hours. And uh, we wanted to make sure we treated them right and we didn't leave a problem. So that, that distribution of load allows us to pick up all that timber lagging and steel plates and everything that we had out there yesterday, pick it up, 
and we'll, it'll be as if we weren't even there. So the railroad was able to resume operations yesterday mm-hmm. afternoon, earlier than anticipated. Great. And, um, go and back now to it's normal. in place. Yeah. And so, Bob, tell me about, I mean, you know, it's physically big, but it's also symbolically big for downtown Colorado Springs. Can you talk a little bit about what it means in terms of redevelopment? I can. I mean, it means so many different things. First of all, it is a City for Champions project. So it's just another milestone in City for Champions and a very visible one and symbolic, as, as you say. Uh, it is also uh, part of the Southwest Downtown Urban Renewal Area, which is uh, really called Museum and Park. Uh, but it is a uh, about 80 to 100 acre area that has been declared urban renewal and it's undergoing transformation. Uh, we're expecting about $2 billion in private investment over the next 20 years. And some of that we would expect to see uh, very soon. So not only is it functional, is it beautiful, uh, but it also is part of a catalytic impact of uh, downtown Colorado And this really is just with the museum and the Brit, this is just the beginning. This is just the very beginning. I think anyone who visits that area will see that uh, all of the dilapidated industrial buildings have been removed. Uh, all of the ground is ready for, for new development. And I think you'll, you'll see soon, uh, COVID notwithstanding, some development right along America's Beautiful Park and then on the uh, east side of the bridge as well in the very uh, near future. But it's not just uh, southwest downtown. Uh, it is already responsible. The bridge and City for Champions and the Olympic Museum are responsible for a lot of development you see happening right now in downtown Colorado Springs. Because people knew it was happening, they knew it was on the way. Uh, so you're seeing apartments and uh, hotels that are under construction right now, with many more to come. And it's it's extending through downtown. It sure is. Right. Okay. Um, and so, uh, give me a little bit of background on this project from both of your perspectives, if you if you can. It's it's been a long time coming. Sure. You want to start, Ryan? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think it really gets started with the City for Champions initiative, which Bob can talk about a little bit more. But there's always been this vision for decades now of connecting America, the beautiful park to downtown and um, being the project manager and being around, you know, since the beginning of really the progress that we see today. I've seen all these different renderings, these different ideas. Um, There's been different visions for how to connect along Vermaho and get us over to America, the beautiful park. And so this idea has been around for a long time, but uh, City for Champions and the museum was really the catalyst that said, okay, now is the time to make this happen. And so about five years ago, uh, the design process started uh, somewhat in parallel with the Olympic Museum. It's the same design architect, similar um, engineers as well. And we've been in design and it's been a really fun process because it's such a unique structure um, because it has um, kind of the, the rip curl effect. We actually took it to a, a, wind, a wind tunnel up in Canada to make sure the thing wouldn't blow around in our heavy winds. And we ran it through a whole series of tests. And uh, it does fine, does great, does everything that you need it to do, even with 500-year projections of climate change and all that kind of stuff. Wow. So it was a very, very unique structure. We've been working on it for a while. And then about two years ago, we started the construction phase. And we solicited uh, steel fabricators throughout the world and said, this is what we want to do. This is what we want to build. And we, we got a handful of fabricators that were qualified and interested in doing it. And then ultimately, we selected a contractor that used one of those fabricators. And um, last spring, they began um, cutting all the steel, assembling it down in Houston, Texas at King Fabrication. 
and took them about a year. It's a very, very complicated structure. This is definitely cutting edge as far as um, pushing the limits of what um, modern design software and modern tools in the, the actual fabrication shop are capable of doing. And so um, took them about a year and they transported it up here in early summer and we, we started constructing it. So it's been a, a, um, a very long process, but each, you know, each step obviously builds excitement to, to actually deliver the project yesterday onto the abutments. And then we have a little bit more work to do to actually finish it and open it up to the public. Well, so, and you bring up a great point of collaboration, you know, just what a collaborative effort this has been um, in terms of within our city, because for example, you and Bob are working together um, from different areas um, and then just collaboration with the community, Bob. So can you talk about that and how important that's been in bringing a project like this to fruition. Absolutely. And as you say, many, many city departments uh, were working on this project one way or another, but it really was a community collaboration. Uh, we had the first the Olympic Museum board uh, who worked on this. And uh, going back to some of the background, I know as the Olympic Museum board was going through their feasibility study and their site search, uh, the possibility of this bridge was a big portion of their decision to choose that site because they were looking at other sites in downtown uh, Colorado Springs, but also the downtown partnership and Norwood development, the master developer in that area have played a significant role and their formation of the Southwest downtown business improvement district mm -hmm. who are covering the funding for a significant portion of the infrastructure and the uh, bridge uh, project, but really just a community, a community collaboration, the city for champions army was really behind this. And a lot of, there was a lot of public input on design charrettes and things like that. Well, as economic development officer, is that really part of your role to bring all those people to the table? It is. Yeah. It is. And, uh, you know, economic development involves everything. Uh, you have to get the fundamentals right. Right. Uh, like having the right tax structure and cost structure and workforce, you know, all those things that you know about. But um, I really believe heavily that if you get everything right, but if you don't have a community where people want to live, then it will all be for naught. Right. So creating a great city, a city where people are attracted to, is, is part of an economic development strategy. For sure. And, and cultivating those relationships is, too, just so I can brag. It's the only way you can You do can't it. brag for yourself, but so I can brag on right. you. Because <laughs> that's really important to bring all those people to the table and have those people that are in, just as interested and excited as we are at the city. Um, right. So we're lucky to have those partners, too. Um, so I don't mean to be impatient, Ryan, but I'm sure people are going, when can I walk across this bridge? Because as you were telling me, it really is a cool experience. Oh, yeah. Uh, or it will be a cool experience for people to walk across and have these sweeping views. Um, very unique. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 beautiful. I, you know, as you know, part of the construction team, I was able to walk across it yesterday after everything was secured and all of our fencing um, installed. Um, it is amazing. But yeah. I don't want to promote it too much because, because we're people not can't yet walk. Oh, okay, yes. ready to open it to the public. Don't go we, down there. We yet. don't have our permanent uh, fall protection on it. We'll have some that's what I was going to ask. What? And okay. netting and things like that because when you cross the railroad, you have to provide a certain amount of additional protection so that you're not um, able to throw things down onto the railroad tracks. Um, so, so yeah, what's the timeline like for that? Yeah, we we anticipate spring of next year. Okay. So we still have work to do on the bridge. We have interior cladding, so it will look actually similar to the museum and, and how, how they have that metal cladding on the museum. We have that metal cladding on the interior. We have a bunch of uh, lighting, handrail, 
Uh, like I said, this netting, um, that still all have, has to get installed before the bridge itself is finished. And then on the other end, we need to install an elevator and a staircase. So there's, there's still work to be done in order to make this fully accessible to the public. And just be patient. We'll get there. Yes. And it will be absolutely amazing and beautiful when people are able to walk on it for the We've first We've talked time. about how grand and amazing it is. Um, can we talk about cost and also who's footing the bill? Sure. I know people want to know that always. So overall, um, the bridge and then the, what we call the West Landing, which is the elevator and staircase on the other end, is about $20 million. Um, but a bridge of this nature uh, or this size may cost the city on the order of about $5 million. And so we do have uh, the Pikes Peak Rural Transportation Authority contributing at that level as if it were a standard bridge. All of the additional features, everything else that has enhanced the design and has made this project as beautiful as it is, so that it's just not a standard trail bridge that, like you see anywhere up and down the Pikes Peak Greenway, those, those funding sources have come from alternate methods. So we had a family that, was, that actually contributed some funds um, privately. We have funds from the district that, that Bob mentioned, the Southwest Business Improvement District. Uh, they contribute because it's very important to their core values in developing um, their district and the, the experience that we want to bring to the public in that area. And then also through the City for Champions um, initiative, there were funds available for infrastructure projects. And so utilizing these extra sources that are not available on any other infrastructure projects, we were able to elevate the design and create really a, a beautiful piece of artwork that we get to walk across. That is awesome. And Bob, speaking of money, let's talk, if you can talk just a little bit about what this means. I mean, it's, it's wonderful to hear good news right now in this pandemic world. And when we're in the midst of this economic recovery, what does this mean? Well, I think uh, this bridge is just one more symbol of how our community keeps moving forward during the pandemic. Uh, overall, land use applications and commercial and residential construction are over 2019. Uh, we do know that a lot of our local businesses are still struggling, but parts of our economy are very strong. And this is just uh, uh, more evidence of how resilient uh, our economy is and how it's going to be and how we're going to uh, get through this. Uh, you know, going back to uh, 2008 and the Great Recession and the problems we were having, uh, City for Champions was really one of those catalysts that turned this community around. It, it made people believe in, in the city and our economy again. And now as we keep having these milestones and the bridge yesterday was certainly one more of those milestones. And it was just, you know, very visual and, uh, and symbolic uh, of where we're going uh, as a city, as the mayor said, a bridge, a bridge to the future. It's important that every city have great fundamental infrastructure and we're doing that and we have that. But what really sets, sets us apart and other communities apart, successful communities, when they have extraordinary infrastructure that people really get emotionally attached to. And this is an example of that. And that will be great for economic development going forward. I think that's so true and such good news to hear. Um, so thank you for sharing that perspective. I think it's wonderful um, to share. And, you know, to remind folks, even though you cannot walk on it quite yet, you can go visit the museum, right, and see it. And, of course, see it from America the Beautiful Park or the, even the highway. I mean, it's something that you'll be able to see from miles away. So that's going to be exciting. Anything else I forgot to mention that you guys really want people to know or any parting, last parting words? I think I've given mine. Yeah. <laughs> How about just, you, Ryan? I'm just really excited to share in what we've been working on for so many years with the bridge and even, even the streetscape that connects the bridge over to Tejon. Um, it's, 
it's really an exciting moment for the city as you know we've been going through all the the covid issues this year that that we are turning the corner we're going into 2021 with a lot of really exciting new things to share in the city and it's really fun to be a part of that so i hope that we can all kind of get that sense going into the next year that there's some really fun and exciting things in the city uh, to be be looking forward to definitely and some of those are very visible we've got the stadium right down the street that's you right know, a little further uh, to the north and the whole city gate redevelopment it's all related to this that's right yes thank you both for all your work on this project and for your time on the podcast i really appreciate having you um so i think the bottom line is if you haven't been to southwest downtown you need to get down there and check it out for yourselves um and if you'd like to see more photos or follow along um on the bridge project we encourage you to go to coloradosprings.gov that's our website or follow us at city of cos on your favorite social media platform. Um, And we thank you so much for listening to Behind the Springs, and we hope to see you next time.